Most of you know Jonathan, but I will still give him an introduction because it's, it's right to do so. Jonathan is our most wonderful son-in-law. He's a preacher. He's passionate. He's kind. He has got an absolute love for God. He's so gentle, and yet he's so strong in the Lord. His heart is to see people saved, and his heart is definitely to teach people as much as God gives him to teach others so they can grow in the Lord. He's a lovely, lovely, lovely man. I, I say to people, he's probably one of the nicest men I've ever met. And I know it's my son in law. <laughs> I can boast a little bit. But he is, is, is a marvellous husband, a marvellous father, So, and he, and he loves God. And, and I'm so happy um, that he's here today um, to share from his heart, because I know God would have put something on his heart um, for all of us today. So, John, Pastor John, Reverend John, my brother, my son-in-law, my friend, is <laughs> my son. Welcome to Apostolic Church, and God bless you today. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Can everybody hear me okay and clearly? Good. I'm saying that by faith because I know everybody's on mute, so um, I'm trusting that uh, one of my girls will come in and tell me if you can't hear me, um, but I'm hoping that you can hear me. Um, I just wanted to say, listen, all of those things that Pop said, I, I really appreciate and uh, I, I reciprocate everything, you know. I, I, since I've become part of the, the Hemus family, let's say, I've just been blessed to have them as two additional parents. And um, you know Mark and you know Linda, and I want you to know as a congregation, I know you know already, but sometimes it's important that you hear it from an external source. You are blessed to have them as leaders of your church and you just keep on holding up their hands. You know the story in the Bible of holding up the hand of the prophet. You know, if you continue to serve them, if you continue to hold up their hands, who, who can tell what God is able to do? So thank you so much, Bob, for all of those words. Uh, Pastor Mark, thank you. Thank you for um, uh, putting all of this together. And... Um, and it's lovely to have the opportunity to just share some of the word of God with you, Hales, or in Apostolic Church. You know, I've seen from afar the church grow uh, as, you know, the teaching went on and now you're together as one. You're an army. I call you a SWAT team for the area. You're able to go and you're able to pick off souls and you don't just make them part of a, a, a general congregation, but you are there specifically to save the souls of people in the area. And I tell you something, after this coronavirus is finished, we're going to have two sorts of people, people that blame God and people who run to him. And this is why all of the training that you have received over the last 10 years or so, all of that will come into play because one man can't do it on his own. God needs people who will go out and know the word of God and go and win souls. And as you win souls in this next season, God will pour out a blessing, not just spiritually, but practically as well. So once again, thank you very much for the opportunity just to share the word of God with you today. I want to share 
with you from the book of Psalms. We've looked at the book of Psalms um, twice already during this um, service, and I think it's fitting. I'm going to be reading from the book of Psalms 46. I don't have it on the screen, so you'll have to find it on your own Bibles, etc., but I will read slow. It's a well-known psalm, but I feel like it's a psalm that will really strengthen us today as we go through these difficult times. It states this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swellings thereof, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. Make it wars to cease in the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot by fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Then I'm going to turn to the book of John, chapter 8, verse 37 and 39. It says this, you'll know it well. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Church, Psalms 46 is truly a powerful psalm. It presents us with such powerful imagery, reminding us primarily of what God is to his people. More specifically, what he is to you and I. You see, you don't have to live life long to know that life has seasons that come our way that are extremely difficult. And in some cases, it can be difficult for a very long time. You know, it can be easy in the few first few months of the trial when you can quote scripture and you can claim your promises. You know how they do on the God channel. They say, name it and claim it, bro. It's easy for the first few months. And, uh, but after the visits have finished and after the calls from friends fade out and after you've run out of tapes and CDs to listen to, after there are no phone calls and support in your difficulty, when you are left with, when, when all that you are left with is those that you love most and the God that created you, it is in these times that Psalms like Psalms 46 really begin to come into their own. 
written by the chief musicians of the Santa Fora, it's really powerful. Why? Because it causes us to come back to basics. The words are powerful because the word of God is truth. You know the scripture. Jesus said, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Therefore, the words in Psalms are powerful because they have stood the test of time. And they have stood the test of time because they are not the words of man. They are the words of Almighty God. The Bible says quite clearly, heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God shall not pass away. And so therefore, in these difficult seasons, it is essential for the Christian to encourage themselves in the Lord. Amen. As King David did at Ziglag, when everything had been taken away from him, when his family, his belongings had been taken away and removed, what he did was he put on the ephod. He put on that garment that the priests would wear as they minister. And the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so therefore, as sons and daughters of the Most High, we are not to drown in our sorrows, but we are to live. We are to see these men of God as examples of how to take that powerful word of God, encourage ourselves, and move forward. And so I ask myself the question, will I build my faith using the word of God, or will I choose to listen to others? I'm going to be honest with you. We love social media, and all of these things have their place in society. Yes, it's good for WhatsApp. Yes, it's good to see what's going on on Facebook and so on. But if that is your primary source of information, you are in trouble. Because the Bible talks about us being in him and having the word of God as the thing to stand upon. Not BBC, not the Sky News, not WhatsApp, not Facebook, but on the rock of the word of God is the thing that I should spend and, and live my life based upon. The Bible says this, that faith comes by hearing. And I would submit to you that there are times when you need to hear the word of God. Just like you're doing today, you need to hear it when you're going through a dry season, when your brook has dried up. And I'm not talking just about listening. I'm not just talking about like listening, just normal listening. I'm not talking about praying silently in your head. I am talking about opening up your Bible there in your bedroom, there in your front room, there in your office, and begin to speak the word so you can hear it. You wake up in the morning, you're feeling depressed, you open up the word of God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And as you hear yourself, listen, I'll be honest with you. There's sometimes I wake up in the morning and I don't feel like praying and I don't feel like it. But as I open the word of God and as I begin to hear myself say things, something grabs a hold of me. As I, I, I could be there and, and I don't feel like being at church on a Sunday morning. But then there's something that grabs a hold of me. When I remember the scripture that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And as I hear myself say these things, something is quickened in my spirit because the word of God is quick 
And when I think about the mountains and the valleys that he's brought me through, the old song begins to echo in the chambers of my mind. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. Amen. Strength. I am filled with joy that produces strength. Thank you. The Bible talks about the roars from the armies that would come forth as the battle was about to take place. And I believe that the battles in many cases were won based upon that war. I, when I think of God, my champion, when I think about what he's done for me, what he's brought me through, when I look at the skies, when I look at the stars, when I look at the hills, when I look at the seas, and I think about the power of my God, all I can do is shout, hallelujah, and I am filled with joy that he is my God, that gives me strength that enables me to go through. And lastly, in birth, it says that he is my very present help in trouble. He's held in trouble. Not when trouble is coming, according to this scripture, or when it has left, but in trouble. Oh God, why did you rescue me before this came? But you see, the thing with God is that he is never too late, nor too early. He is right on time. And his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And when I don't think I can go on anymore, when I am unsure of where to turn to, the Bible says not only is he my refuge and strength, but he is my help in time of trouble. Amen. Or of the three Hebrew boys, God could have stopped them even going anywhere close to that furnace. But church, when they went into the fire, it was when they were in the midst of the difficulty that God manifests himself in a way that he had never manifested himself in before in history because he is your help in time of trouble. Some of you today could be going through stuff. I have no idea what God does. And he's saying that he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you because he specializes is keeping in keeping his own during the fire. When Nebuchadnezzar looked into that fire, he got to see an unbeliever got to see the manifestation of the glory and the presence of God as the child of God was going through a message for someone today. And so God is your refuge. He is your strength. He is your very present help in time of trouble. And so when you don't know where to turn, when you have no idea where to go, when your family, when your friends forsake you, God will still be with you. And then the psalmist goes on to tell us, this is why we don't fear. We know that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But he goes on to state this, verse 2. Though the earth be removed, the psalmist or states, and sets an image in our mind of the, the earth, the, the most stable thing that we know. If the earth moves, everything moves. The things that we never thought would shake in our lives are being 
beginning to shake. For some relationships coming to an end. People that we had in our lives that we never thought would leave. That maybe could be our earth today. The Bible says, though the earth be removed. Then he says, another image. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. When have you ever seen a mountain move? But again, mountains representing those things that we can look up to. Mountains representing those things that we've always looked, maybe dreams and hopes of the future. And sometimes in seasons at the Starlight Church, sometimes it seems as though those hopes, those dreams are cast into the sea. I remember being on the ferry between uh, Scotland and here in the uh, here in Northern Ireland. I remember normally it's lovely and you know you sit down and you have a nice coffee, but there are times when it's choppy and it makes you feel sick and the ground beneath you is unsteady and it makes everything that you thought or are used to being stable unstable. And this is exactly what is happening to the world at the moment. Everything that we thought was stable actually isn't. The Bible says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Hallelujah. And this is what is happening. But I say to you today, in spite of all of these things, in spite of the earth being removed, those things you thought would never move. In spite of your dreams being cast into the sea. In this season and in this psalm, God says, there is a river. There is a river. In this mental image of carnage, in this picture of loss, there is a river. The streams therefore shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle, the tabernacle of the Most High. In my mind's eye, church, I, I can just imagine the throne room of God in all of its splendor, overlapping the imagery of the book of Revelation. I see water flowing down from the throne of God, flowing down the steps and flowing to his children. You see, in the word of God, we know rivers represent the spirit of God. It represents a holy transfer that travels from the throne of God. We talk about a natural river being used to transport goods. And for those of you who don't know, my dad is from a, a, a country called Guyana. And Guyana is known as a land of many waters. There are some places that you cannot get to in Guyana unless you go by boat via the water. There are some places that God wants to take you that you will not be able to reach unless you spot that river, unless you decide that you will focus your mind not on the earth being shaken or on the mountains being cast to the sea, but look for the river that flows, the river that flows from the throne of God, the spirit that flows. And so, so I put it to you that some of you, may have had carnage in your life. You feel as though that there is no one who can get to you. You you, you're, you're, you don't feel or understand what it is to, to have that, that river flowing through you. You feel as though 
of, uh, of life. So Jesus stood and cried in that book of John, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Righteousness, peace, and joy in that river. There are many things in that river that can be that is the Spirit of God, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gift of prophecy, the gifts of healing, miracles, faith, discernment of spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, all flow from that spirit. And I put it to you that if you would survive this season, it was time for you to put your foot deeper into the river. Now is not time, church, for us to shirk back and to, to quiver in the corner, unknown of, or worried about what would happen. But I must search for that river. I must search for the river of God because it is that that will bring wealth to the land again, spiritually and physically. Uh, there's many other things that I could say, but I would like to just surmise the rest of this psalm in this way. If you read on, it talks about the might of our God, the Lord of hosts being with us, his ability to break the bar, his ability to stop wars. You know, we, at the beginning of the psalm, we read about life and the earth being shaken and mountains being cast into the sea. And part two is the psalmist remembering who his God is. I guess you see those uh, big fights and you see them introducing this and introducing that as they walk to the ring. In this, I imagine that the guy is, uh, the psalmist is introducing the God Almighty the God of heaven, reading through his statistics of victory from the beginning of the time. And then, at the very end, once he has compared what can happen in a life, he's compared that with the power of your God and what God is able to do. He then says this, Be still and know that I I'm God. As you know who your God is, even though earths have been shaken, even though coronavirus is rife and seems as though it's bringing and causing the world system, the cosmos, to fall apart, when you remember who your God is, what he has done throughout history, and what he has done in your life, you cannot help but say, stop, be still, and know, know. Not just think about or reference. God wants you to know that he is God. He will be glorified through this apostolic church. He will be glorified because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He is your refuge, he is your strength, and he is your very present help in time 
of trouble. Let's pray. Thank you. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence that we feel even on this call. Your word says where two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst of us. And there are much, much more than that right now. And so I pray, Lord, for those listening to the word, your word, not my word, but your word, for those listening to it, I pray, God, that you would now activate it. Yes. For those who are dealing with loneliness today, I pray right now that you would be their comforter, that you would be their strength, that, Lord God, you would put your arms around them. Because your word says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those, Lord God, who see everything that they knew being so being steady, falling by the wayside. I pray, God, that you would allow them to see you, that you would be their rock, their shield, their hiding place, that on Christ the solid rock they would stand, knowing that every other ground is sick and sand. I pray for those, Lord God, who see no end to the, their, their dilemma, see no end to how things are currently. I pray, God, that throughout this season, they would see you as the door of breakthrough. Thank God, strengthen your people today. Lord God, let them feel your presence in a mighty way. I'm asking God that your presence would go out, that it would hover over everyone, Lord Jesus, that is hearing and listening to your word, that yes. your shining glory would fill your people, and that we find a river in the midst of all difficulty, in the midst of carnage, there would be a place where we can reach out to and begin to feel, Lord God, the water of your spirit, Lord, impact our lives in a special way. Thank you. Lord, this world is dry. This world is fruitless. Yes. But Lord, it would flow, that we would live by that river in spite of everything. Lord, you say in your word in the book of Psalms, Lord God, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his word does he meditate day and night. He shall be a tree planted by the rivers of water. Oh God, plant us by your rivers so we can bring forth fruit in our season. So God, we leave this to you. Thank you for this church. Thank you, Lord God, for the one pastor and his wife. I pray you would bless them as they labor. That, Lord God, your hand of protection would be upon them. That you would be their portion, Lord God, and for the wonderful saints. Lord, that you would continue to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of the morning. The garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lord God, let them know you as the king of glory. How great, God. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the word, Lord. Thank you for your servant, Father. And Father, those words are so wonderful for us because they're strengthening, Lord. It's guiding us. You're guiding us yet again, Lord, to let those rivers of living water flow through us, Father. So, Father, everything we do, Father, we've got to move out of our flesh and into that spiritual world. 
Father, everything you've said today, the strength, the place to go, your refuge, who you are, no matter what's going on, Father, we stand on that rock. That's what you've told us today. Father, thank you. Help us, Lord. Help us bless you to bless others, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.